Hey, listeners, I just wanted to thank you so much for being a big part of us making this show this year. Yes, indeed. I have to say, Ophira, that when we were first tasked with having to do this show remotely from home and completely change how we worked, <laughs> it was uh, one of many challenges that we have all had to face together this year. And we're, we're very grateful for everybody coming along with us on this journey. This For me, this show has been a real light in the darkness. Oh, yeah. I mean, it did seem daunting at first, but then, you know, it was you, the listeners, that were, uh, you know, we do this thing and you, the listeners, gave us all this amazing feedback immediately, just saying that you were so happy to hear the show, made us even happier to do it. And yeah, we hope we gave you a laugh because... Because that's our job. Yeah. And if you depend on us half as much as we depend on you, then maybe today is a good time to support your local public radio station. Listener support of public radio stations is what makes all of this possible. So we need your support today. Simply go to donate.mpr.org slash AMA. Oh, hello, Ophira Eisenberg from NPR's Ask Me Another. <laughs> hello, Jonathan Colton. I wasn't sure if you were going to be up and around because I was wondering how, you know, happy... Happy next day birthday. Yeah, it's uh, I, my birthday was yesterday. And uh, and you're right, man. I'm moving a little slow because <laughs> what a party. <laughs> party at home. Yeah. 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 No, it was it was it was lovely. Thank you. There's been a lot of birthdays, by the way, in the last year. I don't know if I told you this, but I was like looking at Facebook and I was like, God, I how many people were bored in? And then I was like, <laughs> The last eight months. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Probably about three quarters of the people in the yeah, world were born that's right. on some day. Like, all last I eight ever months. see is birthdays on Facebook. How many people <laughs> were? And I was like, oh, no, it's just that this is a, I've been in a holding pattern for eight months. Yeah, exactly right. And you had a birthday. I did. I had a birthday. Uh, it's, a, it's a big one. It was a big one. Yeah. So if for a milestone birthday, milestone birthday? It's a birthday with a zero at the end, and I am okay. not 20. Okay, so it's milestone birthday. So did you have any visions before your birthday? Let's say, like, at your last birthday, what you wanted for this birthday. <laughs> I am so old, and I have given up in so many ways, I cannot even remember. Uh <laughs> I, I was trying to I was trying to describe this phenomenon. It's like I've gotten to the age now where it's more it's less about like oh what are my hopes for the future, and it's more about sort of accepting like oh this is how it is now. <laughs> what can I deal with? What can, what I, can I deal I, with that yeah, I have? I guess I'm going to have to continue to work these <laughs> truths into my life because here they are again a year later. Okay, so no expectation. You had no expectations going into the birthday. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, and because it's pandemic, you know, what could you expect anyways? Yeah, well, uh, so here's what here's what happened. What is, happened? Uh, I was at home. My daughter uh, asked me uh, a couple of days ago, what is your favorite kind of cake? And I knew why she was asking. Uh, <laughs> You're like, huh, are we doing a bake-off? <laughs> and uh, we watched a movie. So it was a pretty, pretty low-key, <gasps> but it was lovely, you know. Family, family time. And I will say also that my daughter wrote on the cake, happy birthday, you are old AF. <laughs> Which I believe means you are old and friendly. As far as I can see. It's very, very truncated. As far as I can see. And how did it taste the cake? It was delicious. Oh, it was good. fantastic. It tasted, you know what? It tasted like love. That is, oh my goodness. Well... Uh, I gotta say, birthday's over, so uh, back yeah, to work. Right. Let's do a show. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, theme song. Get ready for a song that is themey AF. <laughs> From NPR and WNYC, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and half a century of excellence. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. We have a great show for you today from Do the Right Thing and White Men Can't Jump 
Rosie Perez joins us. We talk about everything from her love of boxing to her new HBO Max show, The Flight Attendant. And from flight to fight. Comedian and star of the movie Chick Fight, Fortune Feimster is here to play games with her friend, comic, and actor Jillian Bell. Also from the new season of Big Mouth, Io Adebari faces off against her podcast co-host, Olivia Craighead. Let's do it. Our contestants are two amazing comedians and actors. Fortune Feimster appears in the movie Chick Fight, available right now on demand, and... Jillian Bell plays a fairy godmother in Godmothered, which debuted this weekend on Disney+. <gasps> Fortune Feebster, Jillian Bell, hello! Hi! Hi! Uh, Fortune, <laughs> new movie I'm excited about. Finally! Chick fight. <laughs> Finally. Let's well, chick it's, fight. It is sort of interesting because we, you know, you see all these like female versions of great stories in the past and that yeah. we are, and now I've, I was like, Fight Club, this is the one that should be done. Yeah, I've been waiting for the time that we get to see women kick some booty. <laughs> and it's, yeah, yeah it's cool because it's not, it's not like uh, the female version of Fight Club. That's right. such an iconic movie. It's impossible to try to remake that it's a fun movie where these women happen to have a fight club to work out their therapy issues and before we started filming the director was like can you send me a video of like what you know about fighting and i was like <laughs> i said sure man <laughs> how embarrassing sure, it would be if somebody asked me to do that the video would be like <laughs> just, I wouldn't know what to do. So I'm, I'm like recounting like every video game I've ever watched. And uh, Jax, my my now wife, was, was videoing me or filming, whatever you call it. Uh, and I'm trying to do the kicks in the air. And she's laughing the whole time. I'm like, this is the action part of the movie. This is not the comedy part of the movie. And I'm like, this is not meant to be funny. So it worked out that I was the ref. I could just yell, fight! <laughs> uh. And Jillian, you have a new uh, project. It just debuted on Disney Plus this weekend? Yeah. Godmothered. You play a fairy godmother. That I mean, that's kind of for the little Ophira. That's the dream role. Oh my gosh! All I've ever wanted to play in my life is a witch. Fortune knows this. <laughs> yes. I love like Hocus Pocus, Practical Magic, and this movie has a ton of spells. And I was just so excited to get to play her. It's also a comedic role. Yes. She finds a letter from a little girl, and when she shows up, she finds out the letter was old, and the the little girl is now a. 40-year-old woman who is <laughs> a single mom and does not want her help. Oh, hilarious. Ah, hilarious. And goes to a fight club at night to work things out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's for uh, Godmother 2. That's very <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, in your first game, you're going to be competing against each other. Okay. Here we go. It's a multiple choice game about mm. incorrect historical predictions. Okay. Fortune, this one's for you. In... 1900, Ladies Home Journal published a list of predictions about the future. Which of the following guesses did it make about the future of the English alphabet? Oh, that's a (laughs) quite a prediction. (laughs) Here's here's your choices. (laughs) That the letters C, X, and Q would be removed due to redundancy. That U and W would join forces to become triple U. (laughs) <laughs> or that the alphabet would be replaced by a new, more streamlined alphabet called Alpha Z. Hmm. Well, I, the, I didn't know that Ladies Ooh. Home Journal went back to 1900. I did. I don't know if that gains me a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, I, well uh, clearly they weren't allowed to talk about anything taboo if they were like, let's predict the alphabet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're not allowed to have opinions unless it's about alphabet. Uh, I guess A. Yeah, A is correct. A is correct. They thought the letters C, X, and Q would be removed due to redundancy. Mm. The ladies were drinking tea like, who needs X? (laughs) (laughs) Get rid of it. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Can we just, I mean, don't you think we should just get rid of it? All right, Jillian, here's one for you. Isaac oh. Asimov predicted that by 2014, household televisions would take the form of A, magazines filled with turnable glass pages, 
B, transparent rotating cubes filled with 3D holograms. Or C, a tiny handheld screen that ruins your life. Well, I'm going to guess that the last one's a joke. Um, (laughs) The first two. (laughs) You joke. I I know that that's a humorous joke. Um, I'm going to guess that the gentleman (laughs) thought B. Transparent rotating cubes filled with 3D holograms. You're absolutely right. Nice. Yes. (laughs) Fortune. Yes. In the 1930s. Some fashion mm. designers were asked to predict the fashions of the future. Oh, Which of these that. hair trends <laughs> was predicted for the year 2000? Okay. A, buzz cuts for men and women to avoid getting space helmet head. Oh. B, flashlights in your hair. Or C, cat ear headbands. Oh, uh, cat ear headbands are fun. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like very the, popular. Very in the popular. Thirties. I don't know that they knew that was possible. <laughs> I think they were right. like, "We'll go to space before we have a thing called cat ear headbands." We didn't have the technology. <laughs> um, the first one was buzz cuts for men and women for yeah. space helmets. Yeah, I feel like in the thirties, that's something that they would think that, like, by the two thousands, everyone would be in space. So I'm going to go with A. I'm sorry you're incorrect. Oh, flashlights. The answer is flashlights. Wow. I know. For for women, one designer predicted a dress of aluminum and an electric headlight to help her find an honest man. Was that fashion designer on mushrooms? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it is. Jillian. Yes. In 1949, popular mechanics predicted that computers of the future would have what features? A, they would have a mere 1,000 vacuum tubes. B, they would weigh a mere 1.5 tons. Or C, both of the above. What? (laughs) (laughs) I would say A. Yes, and... Oh, and B. It is both of them. (laughs) Yes. That was like when I used to have science tests. Uh, I had a professor who I would go up to and be like, I'm not sure. I was thinking that the answer is B. And he's like, "Mm." I was like, but I thought that first. (laughs) And now I'm leaning towards D. And he's like, "Mm." (laughs) Fortune, when when I was a junior in high school, I had never done this before, but I was so bad at math that I actually cheated on my final exam. And it was, I've never done it before. I'm such a goody two shoes. Yeah. But I cheated and I didn't put enough of the work showing how I got to the answer. So I gave it to him and he goes, did you cheat? And I go, no. (laughs) And he goes, sit down. Like he knew, he knew immediately. And I gave him a no with a question mark. No. (laughs) Well done. Nice job. I feel like we learned something as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More with comedians Fortune Feimster and Jillian Bell after the break. Plus Iowa Debris and Olivia Craighead pop in to play a game about songs with the word yeah in them. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned and operated since 1980. As a second-generation owner and VP of the brewery, Brian Grossman says Sierra Nevada is more than just a business to him and his siblings. It's entirely intertwined with our childhood. It's been part of who we are. The brewery is much bigger than just a physical place that makes beer. It's, it's much more than four walls and some kettles. There's the people really make it alive. The product itself is alive with fermentation. The alchemy is pretty magical when you look at what it takes to, to put a bottle of beer out. So it, it is hard to put words to the relationship that we have with the brewery and, and even, you know, team members. It's, it's much more, we're all pulled together for the common cause and that common cause. Yes. Most of the time it is beer, but it's that common cause of getting it right. It's that kinship of doing it right and getting it right. To learn more, go to sierranevada.com. Please drink responsibly. 
Women have been written off in rap and marginalized in the prison system. Philly rapper Isis the Savior is pushing back against both. Think about the music industry. It's really like only five labels in the world. And who owns them? Old white men funding black toxicity. Listen now to Louder Than a Riot podcast from NPR Music. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and eggnog for one. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh Uh-huh. We're playing games with comedians, actors, and friends, Fortune Feimster and Jillian Bell. Okay, are you ready for another one? Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. All right. (laughs) This is exciting because Jonathan Colton is going to sing the clues to you in this next challenge. It's a music parody game called Musical Food Pyramid. Yes. So we have taken songs by artists with a food in their name. Think meatloaf. You're smashing pumpkins (laughs) like that. And rewritten one of their songs to be about that food. So to earn the point, name the food I'm singing about. And if you want to show off, you can give me the full name of the artist behind the original song. But that is not required. All right. Okay. Do you want Fortune and I to warm you up or just vocally? Yeah. Do you you guys do like a 15-minute set just because? Vigo Mortensen's German Shepherds. Vigo Mortensen's German Shepherds. Vigo Mortensen's German, German Shepherds. I've never heard that before, but I Me love neither. it. That's, That's it's from a sketch that we did where we were two women who warmed up. <laughs> All right, uh, we're, Jillian's going to go first. We're going to go back and forth, and you're competing against each other. So okay, this is for all the marbles. If you want some motion spray, just go away, get to a bog, you know I'm not being rude, it's how they pick them dude, flood bogs until they float, waiting don't need a boat. Cranberries, the cranberries. The cranberries, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Good. Jillian, do you know the name of that song? Linger. It's called Linger. Linger. Yeah, Linger. it's called Linger. All right, Fortune, this is for you. Okay. These legumes are cooking. Because tonight will be this year's first night. But we'll eat Hoppin' John, so it's all right. With some ham hock to make it taste just right. Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas is correct. Yeah. And do you know the song? And because tonight's going to be a good night. Yeah. <laughs> tonight's going to be yeah. good, good a night. great night. <laughs> Keep going. Night. Uh, I got a feeling. feeling. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That tonight's, it's I got a feeling. That yeah. is correct. I, I believe that song was commissioned by bar mitzvah DJs. That is. Yes, oh, they play that all the time. Oh, boy. All right, Jillian, this is for you. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I want something spicy. High on the Scoville scale to make my mouth cry. But now I regret it. The capsicum haunts me. I chopped some of these up and then touched my eye. <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank Red you. Red Hot Chili Peppers. That is correct. Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge. Yeah, that's right. Jillian, good job. Yeah. Yeah, great job. Thank you so much, you guys. I needed I needed all that. <laughs> all right, Fortune, here's one for you. Okay. I love this red, red fruit. And I need it for my homemade pie plant. So many kinds to choose Might add some Granny Smith Just because I can I know, It's a woman uh, It's a woman, yes It's uh, Fiona, is it Fiona oh, Apple? It is yes. Fiona yes. Apple, yes. correct Yes 
I've you know been a bad, bad girl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> is, that, is that what she says? That is what she says. But I honestly don't know the name of the song. <laughs> oh, Jillian knows Jillian it. Jillian knows it. Criminal? Criminal, that's right. Criminal. Yeah. It was very important that you get that correct for all women. I know, because... Uh, yes. Oh, thank you. And she's a bad mamma jamma. <laughs> all right, Jillian, this is for you. Cut fruit, add sugar, and cook them down. Yummy cause it's homemade Not making jelly, this is more downtown No, it isn't marmalade Pearl Jam Yeah, Can't that's right Can't find a better, right? Is yeah. that right? Better man, better man Better man, better man Better man you guys are both doing a great Eddie Vedder. That's wonderful. <laughs> All right, last one is for you, Fortune. Okay. Hey, have you ever tried something with a crust that is soft inside? Water, flour, and yeast, and gluten, too. I'd like to bake this with you. Oh. That was beautiful. Oh, Julia, do you know beautiful. that one before I guess? It, yeah. I don't know it. I don't think, I don't, I, it's not coming I to me. I think I know it. But you can guess it a just set, from the hints. Bake set. it with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, water, flour, and yeast. A crust. Oh, uh, earth, wind, and fire. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a food. It's a food. I was thinking about how you make food. Uh, <laughs> it's a food that is made with yeast. The, that bread band. Yeah. Yes. That bread band. The bread, bread band, bread. otherwise known as bread. Yep, bread. Wait, the band's called bread? <laughs> the band's called bread. It was the 70s. Yeah. You could do what? anything you wanted. Yeah. I don't know of this band. Uh-huh. You don't know bread? For real? Are y'all messing with me? No. 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 Th- that's a real band? Yeah. I didn't uh, do, know about bread. Do either of you know the name of the song that I was uh, just singing? Definitely I don't. <laughs> Is it Make It With You? That'll do. Little okay. double meaning. Yeah, they're not talking about bread. Make It With not You. Not talking about bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You both did incredible. Thank you so much for playing games with us. Thank you, yeah, Fortune. Thank you, Jillian. Uh, it was incredible. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. That was fun. Fortune Feimster stars in the movie Chick Fight, now available on demand. And Jillian Bell stars in Godmothered, which debuted this weekend on Disney+. Our next two contestants are on the line. Io Adebri voices the character of Missy in the new season of the Netflix animated series Big Mouth, which dropped this weekend. And she hosts the podcast Iconography with her fellow contestant, comedian Olivia Craighead. Io, Olivia, hello. Hi. Hi. So Io, am I right in saying that you are on the west side of the United States? Right, right now? now I'm back on the east side. But, okay. But, but... These days, I've been residing west. Yeah, I got to see Io in person for the first time in like a year Mm. the other day, which was very thrilling to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we sat across (laughs) the table. (laughs) Yeah, we sat across a long table, like outside from each other, (laughs) gossiped, and just gossiped with masks on. It was perfect. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I was actually just talking to someone who said to me that one of the things that he misses the most is it's live gossip. gossip. Yes. 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 Io and I have constantly been saying that the pandemic has brought on like a gossip drought mm-hmm. because people aren't like making bad decisions out at the club <laughs> mm-hmm. anymore. So it's just kind of like. It's harder it's, work. It's it, we, we find a way, but. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. I was, you know, I haven't looked at a, uh, you know, Us Magazine like fashion police thing in a long time, but I'm sure that's not having its heyday. Yeah, well, it's hard to call the fashion police on anybody when we're all wearing like the same like gray sweatpants (laughs) and a mask and a mask. mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna be like, like, 
So the celebrities are struggling. There's like nowhere for them to go. They're getting like papped outside the grocery store like it's nobody's business. Like that's that's where they have to go now. That's the step and repeat outside of Whole Foods. <laughs> All right, we have a couple great games for you. Want to play some games? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Uh, so in our first game, you're going to be playing against each other. You're going to be competing. So we'll go back and forth. We are going to give you the trait or characteristic of an animal and two animals to choose from and your job is just to guess which animal has more of this certain trait okay great we also have some hints if you want olivia and i are both famously competitive so oh good we will (laughs) see i mean like olivia always you're free to ask for a hint i just want you to know i this is that is so that is so rude i need to like demolish you i need to win okay olivia which animal can lay more eggs at once a platypus or an emperor penguin okay i feel like the penguins get like the one and then they like hold that little egg in their nook for a long time. So I'm going to go with a platypus. You're correct. Yeah. A platypus can lay up to three eggs in one clutch. I was not aware that that was the term, but there you go. Clutch. I don't like the phrase platypus. I don't like that. I kind of love it. it. What does that mean about me? I'm kind of into it. (laughs) All right, Ayo, which animal has more eyeballs, a starfish or a scallop? Ew. Yes. No, sorry. Yes. I know. Did you? I mean, nobody wants to think about the eyeballs of either one of those animals. Um. Okay. Because I feel like I want to answer starfish. That I'm gonna answer scallop. You're gonna go with a trick question theory. Yeah. Let's just yeah, try good. it. Yeah. Uh, this uh, theory has served you well. You are correct. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yep. So a starfish. Uh, a sunflower sea star, for example, has mm-hmm. an eye on the end of each one of its legs, so it can have up to 24 eyes, one per leg, obviously. Okay. Uh-huh. But scallops, you can do it after the show. Go ahead and Google scallops eyes, because it is the stuff of nightmares. A scallop has 200 <laughs> telescopic no! eyes. No! I'm going to tell you no, right now, I'm no. not Googling it. <laughs> Olivia, which animal has more teeth? A great white shark? Or a slug. Oh, okay. So this feels really trick questiony, but because sharks have rows of teeth, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like I am going to go with the answer that I don't want it to be, which is slug. <sighs> Olivia. Yeah, that's yeah. So you were right. The great white shark can have up to like three hundred teeth in rows, Mm-mm. like you said. But your average land slug has thousands of teeth. What are they using it for? Why do they need so many teeth? (laughs) What are they eating? I also am thinking like those teeth must be so small. They are very small. All right, Io, this is the last question. Which animal poops more, a rhino or a hippo? Oh, love this. Rhino (laughs) or hippo? Rhino or hippo. And here's the thing. They don't really... Well, okay. Rhinos are sort of on land, walking around, right? Then hippos Mm -hmm. are kind of like... They're kind of like everywhere. They're like land, sea. They're like birds are on them. Um, let's <laughs> go like hippo vibes. Hippo vibes. <laughs> feeling some feeling some hippo vibes today. Yeah. It's actually the answer is rhino. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but rhinos poop as much as fifty pounds per day. Well, hippos oh. only around twenty-two pounds. I'm gonna spin this around, and I'm gonna say I think it's good that I got this one wrong. Actually, you'd be if, so sick if you got it right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to look at you again. <laughs> actually, that's right. Don't ask me how I know. Well done. I feel that was perfect, and you both did incredible. Both Thank did you. incredible. So I ask Olivia Io, would you like to play another game? You're not going to believe this, but yes. (laughs) I didn't know. So luckily, we were, you could go either way. So we do have another one. We're relieved. We're relieved to hear that the answer is yes. (laughs) It goes either way. Okay, so this is uh, totally a different direction. Uh, This game is called Yaz in History. Love it. So positive. (laughs) Need something positive. So we're going to play you the yeah part of a well-known song, and you are going to give us the name of the artist, the name of the song, 
you could also just say, yeah, that's worth a point. <laughs> okay. okay. That is so, great to know. Good luck, Olivia. Uh, thanks, Anna. <laughs> I like the wave. Good luck. And by that, I mean bye-bye. Uh, Io, here's one for you. Yeah, 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 by Usher. <laughs> that is correct. I'm annoyed that Io got the, like, easy, the easy obvious was? one. Okay, Olivia, featuring Lil Jon and Ludacris. I mean, what do you want from me? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. She's okay. underlining I, it. I, yeah. I bas- I, that, who knew that you could get three points in a one-point game? Hmm. <laughs> Good luck, Olivia. Good luck. <laughs> All right, Olivia, here is a clue for you. Okay, that is um, Miley Cyrus' Party in the USA. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. We're more wrecking ball these days, I would say, than Party in the USA. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw her on that tour, on the Bangers tour, and she like closed out the show with Party in the USA, and she like yeah. got on a hot dog that like flew around the <laughs> oh arena and sang Party in the USA. And I frankly have never experienced more joy in my life. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right. Ayo, this this one is for you. In my head, I go, is this like K-pop or something? I don't know why. Yeah, it is. It, yes. it is K-pop. Yes. It is K-pop. Well done. Um, so then. Oh, wait. It's BTS. It's the yes. song. It's the song that's the, that's the most popular song. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know me who that's... listens to music. Is it like Boy With Love? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's go. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. is the one. Okay, because once on Twitter I asked, should I get into BTS? <laughs> that sounds like a mistake. They were very yeah. nice to me. And then this girl sent me a video of a BTS live compilation that was just, I think, this part of the song and they kind of like dance and they go like oh yeah oh yeah which you won't be able to see my dancing on the radio or podcast but it was perfect but imagine that i'm really good (laughs) (laughs) uh they can dance they can dance they can do everything they went in front of the un one time i know Uh, super talented talented. (laughs) it's like i've been down the rabbit hole (laughs) yeah all right this is the last clue and it's for you olivia Wow. Okay. <laughs> I am mad at myself for not immediately knowing like what song this is. I always like Macaulay Culkin Home Alone facing me <laughs> right now. She's um, I was so mad at me. I'm completely blanking on this like uh, Jay Z Beyonce I, song. That's right. What if I tell you that we cannot say the full name of this song on the radio? Oh, oh, ape bleep. Damn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ape shenanigans. Ape shenanigans. <laughs> ape shenanigans. That's <laughs> Amazing. You guys are so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. We had so much fun. Iowa Debris and Olivia Craighead host the podcast Iconography, and Iowa is in the new season of Big Mouth on Netflix right now. Coming up, the unstoppable, unflappable Rosie Perez joins us to talk about voicing messages on the New York City subway and meeting George Foreman and Muhammad Ali. This interview is, uh, dare I say, the greatest of all time? Yep, pretty sure. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message comes from Comedy Central and their podcast, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Whether you've watched The Daily Show for years or you're tuning in for the first time, dive into today's news ears first. You can revisit your favorite interviews, hear exclusive extras, or listen to full episodes. As always, you'll hear from Trevor and the correspondents on the biggest news stories of today. Listen to The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Kay Buxbaum in support of the David Gilkey and Zabiula Tamana Memorial Fund, established to strengthen NPR's commitment to training and protecting journalists in high-risk environments. Remember, your local public radio station makes it possible for us to make this show. If you can give, please consider supporting us and all of the NPR shows you love. Just go to donate.npr.org slash AMA. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, it's time to welcome our special guest. She is an actor known for her roles in Do the Right Thing, White Men Can't Jump, and was nominated for an Academy Award for her role in Fearless. Her new show, The Flight Attendant, is on HBO Max. It's Rosie Perez. Hello, Rosie. Hello. Uh, Rosie, I heard your voice because I know this summer you and Chris Rock were recruited by the MTA to record public service announcements for all of us riders to encourage people to wear a mask while riding on the bus or subway. That's correct. Yes. Governor Cuomo's office called us both. Um, and we did not know that we were going to be asked to do the MTA campaign. We were just asked to come to his press conference. Remember, he was having the day yeah. of press conferences. And, um, you know, I remember Chris backstage, he goes, this is big. This is big. And I go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, we're doing our civic duty here on a national stage, uh, actually a worldwide stage. And and then um, about a week or two later, um, his senior top advisor, Mimi Reisner, called me and said, would you do this and would you do it in Spanish? And I said, okay. My Spanish isn't great. I, I sound like a New Yorker. And she goes, well, that's why we're asking. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, and I said, are you sure you want to use my voice to have, you know, the writers hear it every single day, every eight minutes? She goes, yes. I said, okay, <laughs> all right, I'm in. And uh, so we went forward and it was, it was a huge honor. It was like, a, you know, talk about civic duty. It was a really huge honor. So. Yeah. And I was just thinking about now when you walk around the streets with a mask on, it, it, everyone's a little bit more anonymous. Do you like a little bit more anonymity walking around? You know, I love I love people who recognize me and tell me that they like my work. I love it. I really do. But I got to tell you, I'm loving this mask. Thing. <laughs> I, I could keep it up. I'll tell you. You know, the only problem is as soon as I talk. Everyone takes a double look like, hmm? <laughs> you know, and so uh, once I tried this British accent, which I was horrible at and thought, you know, I could get away and with you it. You could get through. And then the cashier at at, at the uh, grocery store goes, OK, Miss Perez, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. I got it. I got it. So, you know, just reaching back, you made your film debut in Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. And like back when the 80s, when you meet Spike Lee, you're, you're uh, first of all, you you meet in Los Angeles, yes. which t- there's two people that, you know, you say New York and everyone goes, oh, Rosie Perez, Spike Lee, New York. But yet you meet in Los Angeles. Why were you in Los Angeles? I was in Los Angeles because I was going to college. I was a biochem major. I decided that uh, I wanted to transfer all my credits and move back home to New York and try to get into Stony Brook. And the night before I was leaving, I went to a nightclub and got into an argument with Spike Lee and the rest is history. Wow. And so when you're at the club, you you were pulled off stage after interrupting a butt contest, which that's correct. I'm assuming a butt contest is exactly what I think it is. Yes, it is. It's a competition <laughs> of, of butts. Yeah. And you were interrupting it because? I was mocking it because I found it ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I found it so insulting. So I bent over. I said, is this what you want, fellas? <laughs> and Spike Lee started laughing at me. And it, and it kind of angered me to the point where I started telling him off. And he kept laughing even more. And... Um, uh, he said, this is fate. And I said, oh, honey, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> it 
And he goes, no, you don't know what I mean. You don't know what I mean. And, <laughs> and right. And then he's like, you should play my girlfriend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've been looking for somebody who could yell at me in exactly that yeah, way. Exactly. <laughs> now, uh, you know, obviously that was a great role. You've done so many great roles. And I've, I, you've said in interviews that when you were going out for roles like in White, White Men Can't Jump and Fearless – that, you know, these were roles that weren't actually looking for whatever was considered your type, right? You were told that they were intended for white women and not for you. Uh, but then it, you went in and not yeah. only got the job, but made those roles pretty iconic. So how did you convince them that you should go out for these roles? Well, when I initially got into the business, I had a rep, uh, 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 a rep that kept telling me, I wasn't, I would never get a shot at those roles. So I fired her. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, Jennifer Gray, uh, the actress, wonderful person. When I told her that story, she called up, uh, CAA and said, you need to rep this girl. And I said, listen, I I only want you to sign me if you're going to get me the Jessica Lane roles. You know, and my last rep told me, well, you're no Jessica Lane. I go, not yet, honey. I haven't had the opportunity, you know. (laughs) I was like, you know, she was a model. I was a dancer. What? I was a college kid. What? What's the difference? The color of my skin? This is ridiculous. Right. And they said, we got you. And I said, you get me in the room. I will do the rest. And if I don't get the role, then that's on me. And they got me into those rooms. And wow. that's that's how things change. People don't really understand, mm. but just on a regular day-to-day basis, what people of color have to go through just to get a fair shot in life. You know, it was hard, to be quite honest. Mm. You know, there was a lot of times I didn't get the roles. There was a lot of times where I had to say no to specific offers. You know, I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And there were... A lot of times where I just didn't work and you go out on the streets and people go, oh, why aren't you doing more movies? And I go, oh, it's a long story, honey. I said, but don't you worry. I'm not giving up. You know, this is only like the 10th round and I got two more rounds to go and I'm going to win the belt. So don't worry about that. And I just had, you know, you just have to have that belief in yourself and keep going. If this is really what you want to do, you know, you just got to keep going. Yeah, and keep telling everyone to uh, put what they think aside because there's another possibility. Exactly. You know? So, and you're in a new show on HBO Max, The Flight Attendant. So the show is a murder mystery and a comedy. You play mm-hmm. Megan, a first-class flight attendant, who is the co-worker of the main character, a 30-ish, like, party girl, Cassie, played by Kaylee Kuko. And she, she's trying to piece together the events of a drunken night that have led to her waking up beside a dead body. First question, are you the murderer? I am not privy to talk about anything. <laughs> I know, in that I, know I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is that when they offered me this role, um, I first said no, and my uh, manager Tark goes, "Why?" I said, "I hate flying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to travel, you know." And and then they he goes, "All right." So he goes back and he tells them, and then he said he called me right back. He said, "Kaylee Coco said she wants to meet you. She's not taking that for your final answer." I said, "Really, Miss Thing." Okay, <laughs> sure, I'll meet with her. She ain't going to change my mind. <laughs> and, and I'm so glad I did it. We had such a grand time. The entire cast and crew, we all got along. Oh, yeah. Working 12-hour days, and then we're, like, in Italy, and everybody ended up at the bar, at the hotel. We hung out all the time, you know, mm-hmm. because we really, really were all happy that we were on this fantastic project and that we liked each other and that we all respected the work. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, there's so many things you said in there that I want so badly. Drink at a hotel bar with you guys? With you guys. You love boxing. Yes. And so you grew up watching matches on television? Yes. Yes. Yeah. On, uh, back then it was uh, ABC Wide World of Sports. They right. had boxing every 
almost every day, but but uh, night, excuse me. But specifically on Friday nights and the weekends with Howard Cosell. And I used to do that. I was such a dork. I'm a nerd. That's why I love this show. You guys are so dorky and nerdy. I just, you know, I relate. Amazing. So because you were known as the first lady of boxing, we have an amazing game for you. Are you? Oh, God. Rosie, are you up for an Ask Me Another Challenge? This is not kind. You know, I mean... They call me the first lady of boxing, and you are setting me up to have my first lady of boxing card revoked. But go ahead. <laughs> all right. It's, a, it's about the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. No pressure. So it's, it's fine. We're going to give you a Muhammad Ali quote. As you know, he said a bazillion amazing things. He's very quotable. Uh, and you are just going to finish the quote. I'll give you three possibilities, and you just tell me which one is the one you think it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know this one. Float like a butterfly. Sting like A. Sting like a murder hornet. B. <laughs> sting like a bee. Or C. Sting is my favorite musician. <laughs> sting like a bee. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. Sting oh is my, my god. Favorite musician. The murder hornets. I saw it on the news. I said. I said, honey. Oh my god. There's murder hornets. He goes, Rolls, really. Listen, no, they really—he didn't believe me. All right, here's another one for you. I wrestled with an alligator. I tussled with a whale. I handcuffed lightning. And A, thrown thunder in jail. B, lived to tell the tale. Or C, tangoed with a snail. Lived to tell the tale. A. A, thrown thunder in jail. That is correct. (laughs) A. A. Muhammad Ali actually said that before a George Foreman fight. Let's hear a clip of that. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. (laughs) It is interesting that Muhammad Ali, I guess, you know, he was uninterested. But if Muhammad Ali came out with a grill to compete with George Foreman's grill, I think his would have won. I'm just saying. Muhammad Ali's slightly better grill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I met George Foreman in Hawaii um, and we're at this hotel and they had this uh, brunch buffet. And I said, oh, my God, champ, how you doing? My name is Rose Perez. How you doing? He goes, how you doing, darling? I know you. You're the white man can't jump, girl. I said, yes, I am. And he goes, come meet my son, George. And my other son, George. And my other son, George. I said, you name all your kids George? He goes, it's a great name. <laughs> I love you. I love you. That's right. That's right. Okay, let's see if you get this one. The quote is, if you ever dream of beating me, dot, 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 what's the end of it? Is it A, I'll be your worst nightmare in the ring? Is it B, you better wake up and apologize? <laughs> or is it C, I'll beat you like an Italian meringue in the showstopper round of the Great British Bake Off? I love that show. Me too. <laughs> Oh, my it. God. Makes me feel very calm. What is her name? Mary Perry? Mary Berry. Yeah, Mary, Mary Berry. Berry. Yeah. Mary Berry. I love Mary Berry. Yeah. I'm sorry. What was the <laughs> So it's either if you dream of beating me, is it A, I'll be your worst nightmare in the ring? B, you better wake up and apologize. Or C, I'll beat you like an Italian meringue in the showstopper round of the Great British Bake Off. I feel like it's not that one. Yeah. <laughs> is it B? Well, let's have Muhammad Ali himself tell us. If he dreamed it, he better wake up and apologize. <laughs> the best quotes. I mean, the he was so quotes. funny. Yeah. I, got, I had the privilege of meeting Muhammad Ali. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't under a great circumstance, but I, I, I'll take it. But it, it, he was amazing. I was in the middle of a fight of almost beating this woman up. Um, but that's another story. And, um, he put his hand on me and I thought it was security. And I turned around and I said, get your hand. Oh my God. It's the champ. No, no, no. I wasn't supposed to meet you like this. Oh my God. I'm humiliated. And he, he went, shh. And he lowered his hand, like calm down. I calmed down in an instant. Wow. And his wife, um, Lonnie, she put her hand on it. She goes, it's all right. It's all right, Rosie. I go, you know who I am? And they said, yes. And the champ knows who you are. And I said, oh, my God. And they said, you want to come sit with us? And this is right before they were going to try to throw me out, by the way. 
And and I said, no. And she goes, you don't want to come sit with the champ? I said, I'm too humiliated. I said, I wasn't supposed to meet you like this. And he whispered something in my ear, which I'll, I won't repeat. Okay. It was private. And I bawled like a little girl. And he held me in his arm and he hugged me. And he wiped my tears. And he says, come sit with us. And years later, after he passed, God rest his soul, I saw his wife again. And she goes, you remember me? I said, do I remember you? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, that was the most humiliating night ever. He, she goes, we loved it. She was, <laughs> and I said, what? She goes, you were so fierce. You, you, and so fearless. And, and, and you really did have a sense of self and a sense of dignity, like a real champion. And I started bawling all over. Wow. Again. That yeah. is the craziest wow. story I've ever heard. That's so, wait, so amazing. Amazing. Okay. It was amazing, but it wasn't a good look for me. But it was a great memory <laughs> well, to I guess, be had. I, right. I guess depending on what side you were on, obviously, <laughs> Lonnie was like, we thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but from yeah, a different yeah, perspective. Yeah. From a yeah, different yeah. perspective. <laughs> All right. Well, here is another quote. Oh, God. We're still playing. I know. You tried to distract oh. us with a beautiful story, but it didn't work. Uh-huh. We're on to it, you. We're on okay. to it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm so fast that last night... And does it finish? A, I turned off the light and was in bed before the room was dark. B, I had my pajamas on before I could even say, it's cozy time. <laughs> or C, I finished counting all the sheep. A. All right, let's listen and uh, let's listen and see if you got that right. Fast. Last night I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. Incredible. Fast. That is right. I turned off the light, was in bed before the room was dark. That's yeah. right. Uh, normally I don't like speed in the bedroom, but I like that quote. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, this is the very last one. So we're almost there. Okay, okay. The quote begins, there are no pleasures in a fight. Does it end A, but I like to pretend that there are, B, but some of my fights have been a pleasure to win, or C, but it's nice to share a meal with your opponent afterwards. <laughs> I can't even get through it. That one's so silly. <laughs> That has to be B. That is correct. Yes. Uh, you got them all. You clearly know. You know you're Muhammad Ali. You See? know you're Muhammad Ali. And you were so nervous. <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> Rosie Perez stars in the new HBO Max series, The Flight Attendant, and the first five episodes are available now. Rosie, I mean, I can't even tell you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I listened to your show all the time so it was a pleasure oh that's that's amazing and also the promo that we will be using for the rest of our days yeah promo for everything promo for everything from now on and that's our show ask me another's house musician is jonathan colton hey my name anagrams to thou jolt a cannon our puzzles are written by our staff along with jonathan bayless camilla franklin ruth morrison and senior writer eric feinstein with additional material by Kara weinberger ask me another's produced by travis larchuk nancy Seychow, james barber ramel wood and our intern sam yellowhorse kessler our senior supervising producer is rachel neal and our boss's bosses are steve nelson and anya grunman thank Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm Haripe Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, you're still listening. Fantastic. So since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We'd love to hear from you, and it also helps others find out about our show. For information about new episodes, bonus videos, and more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks! Next time on Ask Me Another, former NFL football player and current actor Namdi Asamoah stops by to chat about his new film, Sylvie's Love. Plus, comedian Ray Ellen and actor Richard Kind face off in a music parody game that combines songs by jam bands with, you guessed it, kinds of fruit that make good jams. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. 